Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As of this morning, there are more than 4,000 confirmed coronavirus cases in California, a 27% increase since Wednesday. 83 people in the state have died from COVID-19. In response to the pandemic, a Navy hospital ship based in San Diego is scheduled to dock at the Port of Los Angeles this morning. The vessel's medical facilities will be used to treat non-coronavirus patients, so area hospitals can focus on the pandemic. Gene Soroka is executive director of the Port of LA. The United States Naval Ship Mercy will come to the Port of Los Angeles. That 1,000 bed floating hospital will be used to take some pressure off our landside hospitals and treat non-COVID-19 patients. A second Navy hospital ship, the Comfort, will dock in New York City on Monday. Before the coronavirus pandemic struck, California's DMV offices were packed with people applying for the state's new Real ID card. Now serving G2. Well, that and other in-person business is coming to a halt at the DMV. Starting today, the department is closing all of its more than 170 field offices in California to encourage social distancing and slow the spread of the coronavirus. DMV essential services like vehicle title transactions and car registration will be moved online next week. In addition, if you need a California Real ID, you have another year to apply. The Department of Homeland Security has extended the deadline to October 1st of 2021. Let's turn to child care. A lot of California daycare centers are dealing with more kids, even as the preschools have fewer resources, like toilet paper. KVCR's Benjamin Perper has more. Jennifer Carter runs the Oak Tree Learning Center in San Bernardino. She says she's seen an increase in kids at the preschool as their parents, who maybe work jobs in the medical profession, are forced to work more hours. But she says she's being careful about who she accepts. First and foremost, I do not want to skim business from other centers. If people come to us now, I'm telling them that they have to go back to wherever they came from. Carter says there are major health concerns with all those kids together, as it's hard for them to practice social distancing. They don't even understand what that means. And they're accustomed to being close to each other. Toilet paper is also hard to come by, so much so that parents are being asked to start sending their kids with a roll. It's like a treasure hunt, you know, because a lot of places are limiting the number of rolls and packages you can have, but we need enough toilet paper for 60 people. The coronavirus pandemic has exposed a paradox within the private preschool industry, Carter says. Employees are considered essential, but are also undervalued and underpaid. It's a slap in the face because the economic reality of not being paid on par with other people hits you. 
conversations about universal child care and things like that, we're irrelevant until a moment like this where we're the only place that can provide the child care. Preschool employees are some of the lowest paid people in the state. As a person that has 25 years experience and a master's degree, it's a struggle to find a job where I would make more than $55,000 a year. And that's despicable considering that we are the foundation of humanity. So preschool owners and directors like Carter are lobbying the governor for some support during the coronavirus pandemic. For The California Report, I'm Benjamin Perper in San Bernardino. Support for The California Report comes from California Earthquake Authority, urging Californians to prepare for the next damaging earthquake. Learn more at earthquakeauthority.com. The James Irvine Foundation, honoring the recipients of the 2020 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems. It's Friday, and not so long ago, many of us might have talked about our plans for the weekend, like eating out. But restaurants have closed for in-house service to slow the coronavirus' spread, and that's led to the layoff of countless restaurant workers. One person watching all of this with a heavy heart is Evan Kleiman. She's a chef, former restaurateur, and the host of KCRW Santa Monica's weekly food show, Good Food. We talked to Evan about what she's been hearing from friends and colleagues in the California restaurant industry. I've been hearing absolute and complete panic. People are very busy trying to pivot to doing delivery and to go. Those whose concepts lend themselves to that. But the hemorrhaging is so immediate and so big. Yeah. And, and can we just play out like a, a real world scenario? Like, let's say you're a restaurant that employed 20 people and you're trying to keep your doors open. How many workers are, do you think you're down to now from what you know about how a restaurant operates? If you are an owner, you might be down to yourself and one other person. And so 19 people have been laid off. All this money that people are trying to make to go is really all about employees. And so in addition to just dancing as fast as they can to earn whatever money they can, they're also furiously creating funds and collaborating together to lobby government. It's a time of great distress, great worry, but also great activity. What kind of survival strategies are you hearing about? The most creative thing I've seen is this pivot to become a bodega, you know, a neighborhood grocery store. Then you're providing a service for people that's really needed now. People can avoid the um, crowded hordes at supermarkets. But it's also an additional way to keep that community there and um, bring a little more money in. And, and just a, a final, I don't know if it's a question or a point, but I'm just struck by the centrality of food as a topic because of the coronavirus. Yeah, it goes beyond the food. I think it goes to, for restaurants, certainly this element of hospitality. Really, they become almost like our piazzas. We go to them not just for celebrations, but to just hang out with friends and be social and sort of parse over the day's events. To not have that anymore is very difficult. 
one thing that when we look back perhaps might be a glimmer of light in all of this is a turn back to cooking at home. Evan Kleiman, host of uh, KCRW's Good Food, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Saul. And finally, if you're sick of hearing bad news about the coronavirus pandemic, here's a reminder of how Californians are responding to this moment in history with neighborliness, compassion, and style. We are the Eagle Rock Isolation Band, six feet apart, being weird as hell. (laughs) In Northeast Los Angeles, there's a little homespun combo playing every afternoon at four o'clock on their front lawns with plenty of room for social distancing. And that's the California Report for Friday, March 27th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Be well, everybody. Support for the California Report comes from California Earthquake Authority, urging Californians to prepare for the next damaging earthquake. Learn more at earthquakeauthority.com. The James Irvine Foundation, honoring the recipients of the 2020 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.